You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Look at this. I'm my own producer here. You want to know what I'm doing? I have a little machine, a task cam machine. And I have to press record. And set up the microphones. Hear my stomach run. I did hear that. Did that- you hear that? Your stomach just growled, and, and the mic caught it. The that's mic, how, the mic that's caught how loud it. it was. Well, wow. a microphone three doors away would would have caught that, <laughs> that too. I, mean, I when I when I have that happen, it's loud. <laughs> I eat too fast, I think, or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm a I I eat like there's a larger animal chasing me. You know, like a like he's he's bearing you down on me. He's down? got big teeth, and I I'm going. You're not going to have any of this food, Rhino. I'm going <laughs> to wolf this thing. I don't know where the word wolf came from, but That's probably good. the wolf. Good, Maybe they eat question. like that. So Maybe. I, oh man, I just pound down food and I, man. So anyway, welcome to the show. Sean That's Smith a good intro. is with me again. Um, Sean lives close by. We're buddies and we really have, uh, there's a reason that you're here. Uh, obviously I could do this with a number of people, but I, really want to do it with someone that we can have great conversation go to spaces that most people are uncomfortable going you're not uncomfortable going anywhere and i applaud you for that and i love you for that Mm. i think it's a wonderful thing and i hope the people who are listening are uncomfortable especially with the topic we're going to talk about now the topic i want to talk about is this racial injustice this upheaval that we're going through right now now if you don't know this i am Caucasian, although 23Me says I'm 14% African yeah. from Ghana. In certain areas of but your body. But believe me, I'm not getting stopped by any cops <laughs> for <laughs> or anything happening to me Yeah, because of the way I look. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's um, Have you been pretty open on social media about it? Well, I've been so busy. I've been somewhat, uh, and I have this really strange coincidence that's going on with all of this. Did I talk about this in another podcast, how I've been mentoring someone and working with someone who's just shot out into the news right now? Have we talked about no. this? Oh, Sean. The sheriff? Yeah. No, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. But you knew that this guy's my friend who I mentored? Yeah. It's crazy. That's amazing. So we've, we've developed a number of pilots and TV shows. Seven years now we've had this bond. He was just here visiting me in L.A. with his son, and he, we went out for uh, – he's this sheriff – who is so popular now because he handled this situation of protesters and unrest and obviously what's going on with Black Lives Matter. He handled it in the way that should be done by everyone. I was so proud of him. He exploded onto the scene. And here's the best news about it. You know, we all know, let's just call the obvious... Fox News is right wing and MSNBC and CNN are left wing, right? You would probably say that. Yeah, <laughs> we can come up with that conclusion. He's on both. That's what a hero he is. Being celebrated on both. Uh, celebrated awesome. on both because his message. It's so strange because everyone it, it like pierced through. It politics. pierces through both. Yeah, it pierces through both. And quite frankly, it's the message that you know we don't edit our show. We, it's not a thing. It's not edited. Some things not, are just so beautiful that they just can't be edited. I'm proud that I don't edit shows. Yeah. You know, a lot of people put a lot of production value into their shows. Maybe that's right. why we have five listeners. But Could be why Joe Rogan just got $100 million. My God. 
That makes me ill. It's crazy. It's crazy. I wow. just can't believe the way podcasts with certain people have just taken off. I really think that yeah. we're onto something here. I think we're delivering a great message. It's diverse and it's funny. It's poignant. It's spiritual. It's not spiritual. It's the devil. It's yeah. God. It's everything. I think that's what we're trying to deliver. Anyway, uh, full disclosure, uh, uh, the battery ran out. I have no <laughs> idea if it was recorded. I hope it was. I think it was. The so we'll was assume on. that it was recorded yeah. and, and pick it up from there. Yeah. And by the way, who's ever editing this, I want you to keep in this too. So then when there's a gap and they go, oh, that's how it happened because Craig first dropped the machine and saw that the battery was dead. And here we are talking about what's going on with George Floyd has um, this was like a bottom. That's what it looks like. I've been saying this for years is we need to hit a bottom. I post about it on Facebook. It's like it's like alcoholism. Yeah. You're either going to hit the bottom and get well and do what it takes to get well, or you're going to go join the other idiots, the other racists telling bad jokes at the bar. You're going to do one of the two things. Yeah. You're going to double down on that and defend your people at the end of the bar that are bigots and not good people. And fake laugh your way through where you're going to go, wow, if I'm in a world of pursuing happiness, this does not lead to my happiness. Hmm. And I can say this because I'm one of them. Yeah, from experience. a different space. And I like this so much better. There's a saying, I don't want what you have. If you're out there and you are this way and you have all these... You draw us into false narratives, you know, false equivalency narratives and all that kind of stuff. I don't want what you have. You're not happy. Mm -hmm. If you take me over there in the conversation, that means you're deflecting for a reason because you don't want to discuss. I had a talk with my friend last night. And do you know how he ended it? Because I said, I'll tell you what it was about. I said, he says, Obama's the worst president ever, right? Yeah. And I've never had the conversation with anyone smart, and I'm not being mean. Who has ever delivered an answer except for hypotheses or rumors or what his intent was or anything? No one's ever named a policy that offended them. Mm -hmm. How can you be the worst? I can tell you some that are the worst that we're at false wars and you know, like Lyndon Johnson and George Bush. They went, they lied the way. So that's a bad presidency for me. Yeah, you know, and he couldn't name anything. You know how a lot of people do. Hey, let's just agree to disagree. And they move on. I want to have the conversation that goes deeper than that. Like, right. really, what makes you truly... Don't, so don't assume that I think you're a racist and that's the reason for Obama. By the way, it often is my assumption. I have to look at that. Well, especially if they're not going to back it up with, right. with the reason why. If you're not telling me something that says, this is the reason I don't like Obama and I never did, I'm going to have to then assume that it's a racial component to it, that you hold him under a different standard. And again, everything mm -hmm. that Sean and I do, we try not to come from a political perspective, but a societal one. And that's where we are right now. Our society, where it's politics talking about, or my, my friend, society, yeah. Sheriff Chris Swanson, look him up if you haven't seen it already. Most people have. It's gone viral. Such a cool video. It was unbelievable. These protesters came, you know, right up to his face, and it looked like things were tense. This is when everybody was just going 
crazy and there was so many threats and you know when this is just when, a few days after way, i think if, right? yeah if you're yeah. a law enforcement agent you're going to be threatened by this your life is at stake now That's because dangerous. of because of one idiot by the yeah. way i was always the idiot in my class right yeah <laughs> in high school i was always the idiot yeah like that ruined it for everyone else <laughs> mr hoffman i put 27 thumbtacks on his chair he goes Everybody's laughing. They all knew it was me until he says, you all have detentions unless you tell me who it was. And every single finger pointed right at me. He did it. Yeah. But then they weren't. They said, hey, I thought you were laughing at me a couple minutes ago. I was very entertaining. But this, yeah. you know, so it's not all police, obviously. Right. But that's where they run with the argument rather than talking about the core. There's a core issue here. And if you run from it and try to, like, um, oh, George Floyd, mm-hmm. talk about what a bad guy he was and stuff like that. So you say one word, one word of that, and you are out with me. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to ever discuss, unless he had committed a murder, and that's why he was, maybe you could discuss it then. Right. But not for a counterfeit money. I don't care what his past was. It doesn't matter. He did not deserve to be killed. He didn't deserve to be killed. Uh, you know, that's why you have trials and a justice system. So anybody that's doing anything else, I have to believe there's a big racial component that you don't look at other criminals that way, including our leaders. Mm-hmm. What if, President Trump is accused of at least 20 you know, women, right? He's accused by all of them. Is anybody yeah. stepping on his neck? No, he has, a, he has a right to fair trial, just like everyone should. We all should have the same rights as he does, and wealthy people, everyone should, and, and white people. So Just people. Yeah. Exactly. Chris Swanson, he says, hey, everybody, I'm taking off my baton, put away weapons. He became one of them, and that's the message we need. We are all human beings sharing this space together. And he walked, and he said this beautiful quote. He goes, let's walk. Yeah. It was so beautiful to me. I said, Chris, you got to hashtag that, man. I'm always looking to make money. Anyway, (laughs) and he also said something, and this is the key that I've been saying for a long time, and he said these words. He gets up on stage surrounded by his black brothers and sisters, right? Here he is in his sheriff's uniform, or his sheriff's, it says sheriff, Flint, Michigan, one of the most... Difficult places to live in the country, by the way. Right. High crime. And we've been, like I said, we've been developing television shows for years, Chris and I, working together. And what I love it is here's two people working together that are quite different. Right. You know, he's he's evangelical, you know, and I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm into God, but not evangelical, you know, the whole thing. And yet we bond. And then I saw that day why we do. Right. Because his heart is there. He has a gigantic heart. We all take a different pathway. You could be a Buddhist, a Jew, a monk, a, whatever it is. You could take your pathway to enlightenment however you want. And that's what he did that day. And that was the message we need. He goes, we hear you. If Donald yeah. Trump, our president, said those words, I will guarantee you. What are you, what are you texting in the middle of this? Yeah, I'm what, supposed what, to be somewhere with my family. No, apparently. Right now? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me! But I didn't know about it, so we're good. Did you tell them we're in the middle of a race war here? <laughs> I, I told them we're in the middle of a podcast recording. Yeah. So he said, "We hear you," and I say, "If Donald Trump and our leaders, all the leaders in 
Just yeah. the word we. It's yeah. a we. It's we the people. It's not, you know, bad guys and good guys is such BS. First of all, everybody's a bad guy and everybody's a good guy. Yeah. And who are you to judge that? You're not the judge. You're not the jury. And there's due process. And that's not your, you do not have that opportunity to do that. That is fascism. Mm-hmm. Where you judge who gets punished and you judge who gets hit. And then you justify this by saying, oh, look at the rioters. Oh, look how many windows they broke. Look at the yeah. looters. And they, that's the way we go every single time. They did it with Occupy Wall Street. Is The message is done. And I ask you, who's listening, what is your feeling at the root? Not what is your feeling about the manifestations of anger and, and, and outrage and rage and being oppressed and, and letting, this, letting this out now. Who are you as a person? How do you respond without the deflection? Who are you? Do you resonate with this man, Chris Swanson, the sheriff who had the guts? This is a guy in law enforcement. He's supposed to be punishing them, as Donald Trump told him to do. You know, protesters. Right. Tear gas them, put them away, you know, all that kind of bringing out the army. That's not what they're there for. And one of the slogans of our show, by the way, is something that I think should be clear as well for law enforcement. To protect and save. To protect and save? Yeah. To protect and serve. No, that's the usual. I You're had, saying... I got okay. twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our show. It's protect and save. Because their protect job... Protect and save. Their job is not only to protect, but it's also to save lives. Yeah. And this is how you save lives, is you honor people's lives. You see yeah. them for who they are. And you see that there's, you can't deny. Mm-hmm. This is what drives me crazy with this all lives matter. Like you're going to go to a funeral and somebody's, you know, you're honoring the person at the funeral. They're going to go, all dead people matter. Right. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. It's you infuriating have to, make, to me. You have to just acknowledge it. And that's why there's such unrest right now. They're saying enough. And by yeah, the way, it's striking a chord. It does. I've I've been more active over the last two weeks, like a, around social justice, than I've, I've, I've seen, ever I've been. Seen your posts, <laughs> and I'm pissing a lot of people off. And by the way, why are they pissed off? What do you think the root of them being pissed off? They don't want. I believe they don't want to acknowledge their bigotry. Yeah, they're they being threatened. Want, yes, they feel threatened. And what's interesting to me, like, because I'm very clear about my words, yeah. I'm very intentional, and the. The dissent, you know, the people that are attacking me or other people, it's all off topic. You know, it's, that, it's that, all it's, they have is deflection. It's deflection. It's misdirection. Yeah. Can and you they stay with this. They feel threatened yep. by something that's not threatening other than just a construct, an ideal. Exactly. And I, I think it's really, they're it's really afraid. sad. They're afraid. They're afraid to go any it's further. It's fear. And I think yeah. both sides are in survival mode, right? I think both now, sides. What's both sides. How are you defining both sides? Uh, Let's just call it the black voice and the white voice. Okay. And now I, are you and I included in the black voice or the white voice? Black voice. Okay. That's interesting. I'm because, glad you answered that because that's the truth. Because the white voice to me, and I've been doing a lot of studying on this and talking to a lot of people, the white voice is the voice of white American culture, which is based on superiority. That's exactly right. So acknowledge it. I don't. That's a fact. I don't. Exactly. <laughs> and right. you oppress when you do that. Everything. Yeah. You know, if you take the SATs, 
Those are written by white people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you took black SATs, you and I would flunk. That's I'd do all right. I would do all right. You got 14% in you. I think you'd, you'd pass, maybe. Yes, but I haven't known until recently. I haven't studied oh, my culture very much, and I've never got been it. to Ghana. I've never gone to my roots. So, so <laughs> that's a... No, but we... It's all how you're raised. Yeah. Your intelligence is all based on that, and there's so much oppression. It even goes on with education. They don't give money. I... I, I'm really thinking about running for president. I'd vote for I you. I thought about it yesterday. Yeah. Because That's enough time. I have, I have some things that I just think are really strong ideals, and one of them is take the money that you're spending on military and forget these old antiquated tanks and things you're not going to use, and you're just literally in the law of attraction world, you're asking for war. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying, we have a strong military. What does that say to other countries? They want to have war. How about peace? How about you start to develop peace? And the way you do it is you make people educated and you make them feel better about themselves. People can't feel better about themselves on a statistic that our unemployment rate is good. People don't. That's a bunch of BS because they're just reading stats that are put there by the rich white guys. They make the stats that make you, quote, unquote, feel better. But are you really feeling better? Are you talking about how Trump said that he's doing better for the black community than ever because all their of that, unemployment all of, is low? All of that and all the yeah. stats on money. That's all perspective and perception that it's all based on a white perception of this is a, the Dow Jones and congress and policies and lawmakers this is all white policy so it doesn't work for everybody unless you go to the root cause and the root cause is the oppression yeah and i think i think the reason that a lot of white people feel threatened is because they think when we talk about systemic racism they think we're calling them individually racist and intentionally racist Right. And what's like so they're bad people. Right. It, it, essentially, think, that's our core. They're thinking to themselves, I'm a good person. That's our core um, commitment is to retain the idea that we're a good person. Like at a deep, deep mm-hmm. level, that's our yeah. core commitment. So I, I think you hit it right on the head. And I think what's so infuriating is people won't acknowledge things that are undeniable. Like you cannot deny. So what I've been asking people is if you don't think there's systemic racism, Right. First of all, why? And what we see is clearly two sides. The white people say because there's not a whole lot of police brutality. Right. For you. But the black people, of course, say there's tons of police brutality. And and so there's two sides of the fence arguing from their own perspective. But systemic racism to white people uses different measurements, as you said. But my question is this. How can a, a culture and I'm not a white Shamist, if that's part of vocabulary. But how could a culture, regardless of color, come to a continent, slaughter the people that are there, and then go grab a bunch of people from a continent, Yes, have laws that are literally written in that they are not full humans? Yes. How can that be the beginning of the system and then somewhere along the way the racism magically goes away it hasn't gone it's away impossible it's impossible because it's in the be- it's in the genesis of the system absolutely and it puts smallpox and kids blankets of native americans they've gone really really far right in making sure there's a dominance and you know obviously nazi germany or 
or uh, Muslim countries that do ethnic cleansing. And you're seeing and it even the Balkans. in the... I mean, it goes yeah. on all the time where there's a dominant force. And That's you, the word. If you want to... Yeah, it's a dominant force. It's, it's not domination. only whites, by the way. Correct. It's not only whites. It could be... You could be a dominant force. And, like, I, I just watched the movie. Uh, the Japanese are very... Uh, you know, they have that dominant feel to them, although they learn their lesson. I hate that that sounded weird, but... When I went to Hiroshima and saw Peace Park, you saw how they handled uh, them being bombed and annihilated by this horrible atrocity, mm-hmm. this bomb. People don't realize what we did to them. I mean, it was like generations were affected with cancer from yeah. this. People, innocent people. Beyond like, comprehension. Babies died. And that's people just when you see a stat. That's the whole thing with stats. I can't stand yeah. statistics because you're not under the nuance. You're not under the, you know, in the depths of what you're doing. Uh, you are destroying generations sometimes with the messaging and with, you know. It, so if people don't understand this systemic thing, it's a system that they're under. And it starts with education. It starts with That's, food. Yeah. It starts with food. We don't have food equality. People people say oh, they got you know they they justify and they go oh they got plenty of opportunity you know no you have no idea this is the message that I get loud and clear from my black friends you have no idea what it's like every single day like I walked down the street the other day and someone gave me a look and and I and I thought they gave me the that, that look for certain reasons mm-hmm. if you're a black person. You're not even analyzing what the reason is. It could be that person's having a bad day, bad mood, didn't even see you. But yeah. you've got to think every single day of your life, you've got to think that person is looking at me with this disdain and judgment because I'm black. Because I, they've been programmed to think by na- television every single day. When I was growing up, it was black criminals, black criminals, black What are you supposed to think now? And, and even further show, back than that, like course. the Hollywood movies and the blackface. Exactly. And- all of it, all of it is a programming. Yeah. And here's what I'm asking everyone to do is you just step back and you look at your programming and be okay with it. You don't need guilt or shame. Yeah. You just need to evolve past that and become aware of it because to deny it is why there's protests, because there's the denial, because there's deflections, because there's hyperbole, because they take the narrative in the direction that the white people. Here's another fact, Sean. White corporations, white run corporations run all of media. Forget the liberal media, forget the conservative media. They, every single commercial is not brought to you by Afrosheen. <laughs> you know, it is brought yeah. to you by a white owned corporation and therefore you can never go against them and whatever and and how about government? It's lobbyists and most of them are white. So fantastic that we're and becoming it- culturally diverse. Yeah. By the way, I'm a guy that should be upset about it because, quite frankly, like I just got, I have this TV show, and they said, I don't know if a show with a middle-aged white guy is going to sell. Hmm. And I have to accept that now. Yeah. Not, But that's just my lot in life. That's okay. It's going to have to be okay. I'll have to figure another way out to make a living or whatever it is. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So the, the reverse racism that I hear, you shut your mouth. You have no right to say reverse racism. Yeah. yeah, if somebody has judgment because of you, you're white, and maybe they're looking at you because you look like a white dad who beat them or whatever it is, that's fine. 
Fine. You're just going to have to accept it because you'll never know that's the not pain, racism. The depths of pain. Right. And there's the the atrocities that the the white man primarily has committed against Native Americans and black people and really just any non-white people. Yeah, look at uh, are, you know Latin America. Are things that we 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 couldn't comprehend, but those are not in our history books. Right. So of course we don't know about these things because it's beyond our we make heroes perspective out of, out of the violence. Right. Right. We we these celebrated Columbus Day for for years. These aren't years peacemakers. You know, anybody, anybody we honor has, has a number of kills right. under their belt, right? That's what we dictate. Now, where is – see, here's what I want people to think about. Where is your happiness, your smiles, your levity, your laughter mm-hmm. within this, the construct of honoring people that kill other people? Literally, they have statues for the amount of people that were killed to protect the freedoms and all the kind of stuff that you also buy into those narratives – a lot of times they're not protecting your freedom. They're sent away to a country that we're trying to dominate and take over. That's what is happening. Just yeah. look at the root and don't ignore it and be okay with it. You don't need to feel guilty about it, your ancestors. Yeah. So anyway, Sean, you were raised differently than I was. I was the guy. This is why I can tell people it's so much happier to live like this. Yeah. I was that guy. I remember a conversation when I was younger Derogatory, ter- derogatory names towards black people. I'm going, I don't care if you call me a hunky. I literally right. said that. And that's what people say to this day. Yeah. Unless they get some sort of awareness, get yeah. out of denial like I did, and I'm just sharing my experiences. Once I did, I became way happier, way more open. Now I'm open to everyone of every different culture every different color, every different character, because, you know, we're a cornucopia right. of personalities and characters. And that's what is so wonderful about life. We're a tapestry. We're not black and white. Mm-hmm. That television, Those television shows are old. We don't have black and white TV anymore. We don't have, you know, photos taken in sepia tones. No, we are filled with color, and we're all the same color of blood. And how people don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. They get so mad at me if I yeah. even bring it up. But I'm telling them, no, I don't want what you have. You're miserable. You go to these rallies or whatever it is and scream and you know make assessments and even about women as well. I'm the same way with women. Mm-hmm. Is I will never understand, although I grew up with all females. That was, that was a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole female perspective. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard your Halloween costumes were oh, pretty my, epic. Uh, epic when you when yeah. I've got fishnet stockings was the go-to. You know, my mom wanted to make <laughs> me a pretty girl. Oh, you're a very pretty. Yeah, that's what she would tell me. Not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm a boy, and I want to be a man. I have no you, man around. You're and a hella pretty geisha girl. I heard. Was, oh, geisha girl. That was the classic of all time. When I was the geisha girl. Again, very racist, but does, it was yeah. accepted. My grandmother used the N-word, yeah, and it becomes a word that is just passed on. Yeah. It's meaningless to the people that don't understand the meaning that it has. It has impact and meaning, and there's, there's a reason trauma in the word. And then you don't go justify it by going, oh, black people do it, and there's more right. black-on-black crime than there is white-on-black. But no, you don't need these stats. These stats are handed to you so you won't reflect. No. You hear me? You hear me out there? 
That's why the stats are put in front of you by multi-million dollar machines that that is their job. If there's job, they called it propaganda when I was growing up. They associated propaganda with Russians. No, it goes yeah. on right here. Propaganda is a word. It's a projection. It's exactly what we do. And that doesn't mean Democrat, Republican. They all do it. It's the degree of acceptance, though, and you've got to. So my thing with Donald Trump right now is he could literally change everything about his entire political career of three and a half years. Change it like that by saying we hear you. Stop with the domination. Stop saying, hey, when you put them in the cop car, make sure you let them bump their head. You know, or going after the the five uh, innocent. Now, if it was up to him, he was president. Those five black boys, teenagers in New York City, Central Park, five. Central Park Five, would have been killed if it was up to him. Everybody just dismisses that like it's nothing. Just like we do dismiss what we have done. You know, the the, the genocide that we've done with Native Americans, we dismiss it like, oh, what are you going to yeah. do? Go in the past? No, we're in the future. We're now, and we will talk about it now. Because it exists now, and there's lynching that still goes on. There's an anti-lynching bill. How in the world is Rand Paul went against it? What is, what is wrong? You want to shake these people and go, what is wrong with you? Yeah. That you would actually oppose an anti-lynching bill. And they've got all these reasons where they take you in this whole other world, and it distracts you away mm. from the core component is we hear you. That's all they need. That's all we need. Is it just everyone needs to be heard. But I don't need to hear yeah. from any more white people. <laughs> it's like, it's like well, you can't, you can't say had, you need to be heard. You're heard every they've day. They've had the mic for you, you own the voice. hundreds of years. Hundreds, own the mic. They, I, it's a solo mic. They might share it by having, a, you know, having, yeah. a, having somebody sing a song or whatever it is. They decide, oh, that's good. You know, No, it all boils down to they've got the power, the money. They own the system. They own everything we do. So if I run for president, what I want to do is shift it, turn it on its head. Military, you know, it's great we honor the military. Bravest people, I would never do it myself. I almost did. I wanted to go to Annapolis. I was going to join the Navy. I couldn't wait to do that. wanted to do it for my mom who raised me in a very patriarchal way, actually. Yeah. My mom honors uh, white men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like... She listens to them, you know, and, and don't you talk back. And I remember when I would see when I was a kid, I, I accepted a lot of her beliefs. I'd see uh, question authority. I'd go, who are these people question authority? Hmm. It's your authority. You, you, you have chaos and mayhem if you don't question, if you question authority. See, that's no. underneath it all. What you're getting at is underneath it all. It's, it's protection and security. That's right. And that's not what the, the, the black voice, let's say, is out for the protection of what they have because they don't have it so i so <laughs> that's true so what i think is the the people who are doing the mis, misdirecting and, and it's easy to chalk them all up to racist and i don't really firmly believe you know i don't like using that label but the people who won't acknowledge that the system is has racism and you know embedded yeah. in it yeah. Um, they're afraid of losing. They're afraid of losing their protection. They're afraid right. of losing their security. That's right. They're afraid that if they include other people, I think this is the fundamental flaw. If I include other people, I will lose what I have. Yeah. And th so they're fighting to hold on to something. And the other side is fighting to just get their human rights. Exactly. And 
there's so much difference. And that's why conversations go nowhere for, for most people. That's why there has to be misdirection, right? Because as you said, if, if they get ex- exposure, right? If something's exposed that they can't defend. Right. And they can't. That's why they say agree to disagree. They or, have to go somewhere else. Or you're this. They call you a name, a childish name. Another thing I don't like about Donald Trump is these name, the name calling. It just eliminates all conversation. Well, that's a domination, right? That, if I can, exactly. if I can He's scream to louder, dominate people exactly. And the only reason domination would exist is if it's a me versus you mm-hmm. ideology, and one of us has to win and one of us has to lose. So at the very core of this, I think that's why the police are acting the way they're acting, and you know, Trump saying you got to dominate the streets, and it's it's an ideology, and the way that they are fighting for it is it's yeah. actually irrational to and me it's it's also it's not evolutionary because it, it's not inclusion no no it's just the way maybe that make america great again it's like this it's an illusion of what you think the past was and what that past was was racism mm-hmm. that's what it was it was male white male it's impossible domination to deny that of women of people of color that's the way there was this yeah. illusion of happiness We've all seen it. Pleasantville, the movie. It is, this is, don't you dare disturb it. That was a beautiful movie, by the way. That's mm-hmm. what that was about. So I just don't understand. I had, it's my thinking friends. I can kind of get the fear based people. I can kind of, you know, how they become angry because they mm-hmm. just don't. It's not that they don't know any better because I do believe inside we all know. There is a knowing that we have underneath all of the pomp and circumstance and and all the bragging and bullying there's something underneath all of us that's beautiful and wants peace mm-hmm. but just doesn't have the option so when i run for president i want to give them new options it's like we, Man, have an we idea. could take this so many different we places have an idea yeah. where freedom and happiness is but where is the happiness that's being promoted i don't see anything from this administration or even anybody in government that has happiness, sarcasm, like humor, teasing, whatever it is. Well, I think the where, question where is, is can, can is protection it? and security actually give you happiness? No, of course not, right. because it's an yeah. illusion, too. It's based on By fear. By the way, you could protect yourself all you want, right? Mm-hmm. You could do everything. You could have every gun that you want. That's a whole other topic. You, so let's say you have an arsenal at your house, right? Yeah. You have an arsenal, and you've got... Uh, Fences, security guards. So you think that you're protected. And are you literally happy? Or are you just living in this world, a fantasy world? Because guess what? It's a fantasy world. Because I could take a plane and drop it on your house, and the bomb is going to take all that out, including your security guards. End of story. So there is no protection. Building all these tanks, that is an idea of protection. We're protected as individuals. I feel best when I feel that I'm connected with my spirit, my soul, mm-hmm. my higher power. When I'm connected, there is where my protection is. There is, and yeah. we all possess it, but we're in such an avoidance mechanism that we're in. We avoid it all. We avoid the very thing. That's why I always refer to the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's you, your answers are all inside. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not getting some broomstick or whatever the hell they want you know whatever it was 
it was all these pathways they had to take with all these obstacles and all this darkness mm-hmm. and all this evil. But it was an illusion of evil. It right. goes away like that if we help one another. That was the best scene for me in The Wizard of Oz. Remember the tension. And remember that this is um, the whole thing is a metaphor for our lives. Right? right? Mind, body, spirit, scarecrow, tin man, lion. It's all a metaphor. It's all symbols. The entire journey of that movie is every single step along with literally steps. Yeah. It's all part of our lives. And this is the big one for me. And this is where I'm getting at where if I'm running for president, this is what I want to do, is community, village, um, people connected with one another that we're all one. Look at who she was with, by the way. They were like freaks. You know, there's a lion, <laughs> a scarecrow. Right. None of it made any sense, but it didn't matter. They became love. They became love for one another. And in that love, they protected one another. And there's your security. Love protected mm. them. Not anything like a weapon or anything that we're taught what the weapons are. So you know the best part of the movie was for me? Mm. When she did something naturally through love and through commitment to her friend and through that connection, she, she became mindless to helping and being of service to her friend when he was on fire. She throws the water. Remember when I was a kid, I was, oh, my God. Yeah. She's going to get killed. She threw the water on her friend, and it made the fear melt away. So it was an unintentional consequence that happened. Hmm. Is this a real movie? The Wizard of Oz. That's a real movie? <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. You did. You did. I thought two things when you said that. I thought he didn't hear a word I just said because he was texting <laughs> because he's guilty about his family. Or he he really is an idiot. <laughs> and I thought this is our last podcast together because I thought really I thought it, we're going deep. It, it, she pours it could a, be both. She it, pours a, it could be both. Yeah. And maybe some other things. Mental <laughs> illness, throwing clubs. Clearly. Anyway, the, uh, so he, there so goes she the throws fear. throws the water. Away, yeah. Right? Because she helped her friend. And she didn't do it with any forethought, right? There's no planning, right? No protection, no just humanity. She, she yeah. finds the bucket that's right there, ingenuity, spontaneous, bam, melts away. She melts away, and I remember going, "Oh my God, she's dead. She is dead." But love conquered all. They actually said to her, "The people that you feared, the Winkies." Mm-hmm. You killed her. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Revenge, because we're all taught revenge. You get revenge. Yeah. This one tops this one. This tops this one. That's the thing. When you ever watch war movies, this is dead, 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 dead. People are dead all over the place. It's sure. like you forget who to root for. Because, like, who is the enemy? Who mm-hmm. is the enemy? It's it's defined different. Now Germans are our friends. Japanese are our friends. Right. And they were World War II. They weren't. Like, who are our enemies? The enemy's only inside. It's the only place the enemy exists. No matter how many times you see black people being arrested, you want to tell me how many times George Floyd was arrested or how many problems he had fentanyl in the system? I don't care. You've got to look at people as human beings that they, we are all one, and you look at them with love, and I guarantee you the results in my life have happened time and time again when I help people with love without trying to rescue. It's one of my problems. But anyway, so, so, he, so then... Then what do they say to Dorothy? They say, you killed her. All hail Dorothy. Because you know what she did? She freed them of that oppression. Mm. She freed them of the domination, of fear, using fear to dominate. 
And that's what's going on in our society. No matter who the president is, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I have some feelings about the way Donald Trump does things. I don't resonate with it. I don't agree with it. I, I think that he could do some certain things. If he really wants to be seen as, as a great leader, I believe he can switch it up in a, on a dime and start to acknowledge the racism. But he doesn't do it. And people yeah. go, Trump I hater. I don't hate him. I love I love people, and I love him, even if he doesn't want to love himself. <laughs> and that's what that movie's about, too, is Wizard of Oz. You've got to love yourself. Yeah. Enough. It's not about hate. It's about really caring for one another, and that's what we need to do in this situation. See, just acknowledge Black Lives Matter and do not respond with All Lives Matter. We it's know a, that. That's a given. For right now, in today, can you do it? Can you spend one minute listening to this and go you know what i'm just going to acknowledge that right now that's all you got to do it's all, just all it, you just have to agree do. it's just a step right it's not going to kill you you need, you need to fly it somewhere else what about this what about this oh that's not the solution what about the solution no the solution has to start with a root just like if you're a surgeon you've got to get something at the root way past the skin yeah and Again, symbolically, it is past the skin in this case. It's a very deep-seated thing that's planted in us. Some of us, and, and I'm telling you. It's I'm, way I'm before free. any of us. It's I'm, all generational. I'm, I'm free like a winky. So, <laughs> yeah, like a winky. Don't, don't free your winky. <laughs> the idea of letting go of a lot of our beliefs and protection and all that is freedom. I mean, or, or that's, the, that's the byproduct of it is freedom. Yeah. And I think... If for me, at least, you know, when I was able, I, I had a, a friend of mine that tell, told me this and I was actually in an argument with him talking about like defending that I wasn't racist and that there's, you know, don't just chalk everything up to racism. And he said, you can be not racist. And he knew me very well. He said, I know your heart is not racist, but you can't deny that you're a product of racism. Right. And, and when he did, when he said that, it just took so much away from my, like out of my body. I mean, it felt like I dropped some tension. And that distinction, I think, is huge for a lot of people if they will just detach, acknowledge, acknowledge that the white man has done what the white man has done. Right. That doesn't make you a bad person. In fact, acknowledging that actually frees us up to then, instead of defend all the stuff that's indefensible, we can actually take a different stand and we can go after love, unity, inclusion, all these things. I had a couple things happen to me this week. Yesterday, actually, I was talking with a black woman. As I was talking, a siren went by. And I knew this lady grew up in South Central Los Angeles in, in one of the, the hoods, you know, the classic ghettos out there, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, let me ask you a question. What, do you, what happens when you hear sirens? And she says, I just freak out. Oh, really? Yeah. Like her body responds Yeah. because she grew up with it so long. And a siren is not a welcome sign to many black people, maybe most black people. Right. To us, to me, I've never been afraid of the siren. I've never been afraid of, I've been irritated when I see the cops lights go on, but I never had the thought he might brutalize me. I never had the thought that I was in danger when a cop showed up. And she said, 
and it doesn't go away even and now she's you know she's wealthy and she lives in gated neighborhoods and even she travels all over the right. place exactly. she said it doesn't matter even if i'm in another country it doesn't matter she hears the sirens and she has to calm herself down mm. and remind her nobody's after her that's the kind of stuff that we can't comprehend as white people what's ingrained in the system i just thought of something sean so if someone's listening right now and they're struggling with this and maybe they're even angry at some of our words maybe it's something they hadn't heard before they want to defend and deflect and obfuscate right that's people's tendency is to do that of because course they don't anytime we sit, get triggered well you don't want to sit with pain yeah so here's something maybe someone can identify with so this is almost like a selfish answer mm-hmm. um not for me but so consider yourself and think of the times that you have reactions to things for instance if your father is a dominating father which that's how men are taught in our society which is why there's rape. Women don't rape men. Men rape women, right? That's, Primarily, yeah. Um, 99.9999% sure. yeah, of the yeah. time, right? Primarily, absolutely. Yeah. So that rape, is... Yeah, rape is a domination crime. It's, it's a not a sexual crime. crime. That's exactly right. Or think about um, a softer version of what I'm saying is your father beat you growing up. Mm-hmm. How does that make you as a human being now? And if somebody acts like that or looks like that or has a face like that or misplaced rage and you see that in their eyes, how do you feel? Yeah, you respond. You respond. You have a visceral response. It's trauma. Exactly. It's a trauma. So think about that now in the world of empathy, which is Mm -hmm. another thing lacking in our leadership right now. Think of the world of empathy and not try to deflect and just think to yourself, you have them too. Everyone has them. Yeah, we it, all do. But the degree that it is with black people is infinitely more, you know, not to take your thing away. It's, this is so you can have an understanding and empathy and a compassion for, for black people because it's such a part of the system. That's the thing. If, you, if we understand their journey, that doesn't invalidate us. That's right. But we think it does. That's or a lot right. of people think it does. And that's or what they're defending. guilt and all that kind of stuff. They give it a label. And all that does is take you out of the conversation right. and into your safe zone. You're putting yourself in a safe zone without mm-hmm. you know, weaponry or whatever. You're putting yourself in a safe zone because you don't want to explore that area. This is why I go to some people's pages I'm I really I'm so tempted to unfriend people. It's very hard. <laughs> I'm the one who doesn't do it though. Unless they're really? really abusive. I don't do it. Wow. I've had people say, if you do this, I unfriend you. I don't know I mean, I think I know why. I actually go to some of them. I have I actually have mean? I have one of my number one fans. And I'll go to his page because he's constantly reposting memes that are generated by wealthy white men. Okay. You know, this whole, you know, look at this, look at this, look at this. When you're not looking at, if you're looking about who's running for president and trying to analyze and scrutinize him, why are you not looking who is the president? Right. So I just recognize it. And it's like a few people, like a few of the thinkers, a few of the nice people. So like these people irritate you, but you're still afraid to unfriend them? Well, this guy in particular, I would never unfriend. No, okay. what I'm saying is in all of these cases is I give it a shot because people go, oh, why do you waste your time? 
I'll tell you why I do because I'm trying had, to rescue them. No, I've had an epiphany myself. Why would I be yeah. selfish enough to have? I've had these epiphanies that made me happier. Sure. So you can yell at me all you want. I'm going to tell you I was not as happy being like you and attacking other people, justifying, rationalizing. I wasn't happy. Right. Much happier with the inclusion of people and looking inside of those people. That's a big word. And don't look at what people feed me and regurgitate it. Truly take everything in. And, and devour it and make it delicious and everything else and taste it. But now it's this rinse, lather, rinse, repeat yeah. that we're doing now. And then you just believe it. You start believing it. So I challenge them. And by the way, I'm going to sound cocky here. Okay. No one's ever met my challenges. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one. You know why? Yeah. Because they've never been able to honor their own values. That's what I always get to is like, what do you value? Do you value what they tell you to value? I'll tell you what I value. I value immigrants coming in illegally. Like, really? Really? That's your value? You walked yeah. in with that value? That's a value you grew up with? No, you were told, I value life at birth at conception. Oh, really? It's really going to dominate you? Or were you told that that's your value? Yeah, that's values? a construct. It's a construct. Right. And you've been inst- instructed in your construct to behave a certain way, the way the dominators want you to behave, and then you get your rewards for it. You get pats in the back, and you get to join a group that says, rah, rah, we're right, safe. and you're wrong, and you feel safe because you you're in safe. a group. You're in a group of, of other people who are angry. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, so the reverse, oh, God, do I hate reverse. The, when they use reverse racism, and yeah. what about me? What about No, it's always been about you. And I'm okay sharing, and I'm okay sacrificing some things that maybe in the past, me being a, a, a white guy, I would have had these things happen. Right now in show business, it's all starting to reverse. Yeah. I have to accept it. <laughs> you know, I have to accept sometimes that what people are going to look at me like I am the enemy. I have to accept that and be okay with that and have deep care about them, about how they would look at me like that. Mm-hmm. How sad is that? That someone would look at me, even as a father, you know, some people, some people see somebody that looks like me. I'm a big dude, you know. I go, oh, that looks like the father that beat me. Yeah. And this is what goes on. You know, you recognize something in someone else that you, go, that you don't want to look at yourself. Yeah. You don't want to acknowledge it. You don't want to go there. It's too painful. But I will guarantee you, every time I've gone through my pain, the results are amazing on the other side. Then you can have true jubilation when you get through it. So if you're stuck in this space of, you know, wanting to, you know, agree with your, you know, leaders and things like that and the dominators, you want to be joined, join a group, your individuality, your genuineness, your authenticity will tell you otherwise if you allow it to happen. If you breathe and take a pause from your natural reactions, which aren't natural, they're actually unnatural, they've been programmed and conditioned. If you just take a damn pause, and I guarantee you that freedom will happen for you. Sean, you got to go, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. This is, uh, I mean, it's so deep and there's so many different angles. I think safety is a yes, huge one. I agree with you. You brought that one up. I agree with you 100%. It's how and they build you, the safety. And it's an illusion of safety, though. It's not true. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some truth, obviously, in the idea of defense and the military and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but it's it's not to the it in my opinion it's not true to the level of the narrative that really has to. So for you to get me to uh, vote for you or to follow you or to believe in you, one of the ways you can do it is to convince me that I'm in danger and you have the protection. And so then if I'm in danger of immigrants or I'm in danger of, you know, hundreds of years ago, I'm in danger of, uh, of being killed by a black person because they're so evil and, you know, they're, they're the mm-hmm. beasts and that was the narrative. They're savage. And if I'm, if I buy into that, then I need the protection. And so at the core is the idea of safety and then what are we protecting ourselves from? What do we need protection from? And I think that's why it's, I mean, that's why the, the deflection, the misdirection, the whataboutism, you know, what's really fascinating to me is what I'm seeing on my social media page is a lot of people want to be included. A lot of white people want to be included, right? Black lives matter. They don't want to say yes. They want to say, well, all lives matter so they can be included, right? Include me. Mm -hmm. But the hypocrisy in that is the white culture was based on exclusion, Yes, And yet there's so many people who've been protected this whole time. White life has never been systematically endangered. Never. But yet they want that included. Well, but but they they feel threatened of that case. That's, you know, when Rush Limbaugh came along, he gave that voice to, you know, they end up sounding like the oppressed and the, the victims and Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, as clever as he is, that's what his his gig was. That's not what he did, by the way, Sean. I don't know if you know that. A lot of people that are that are of this ilk, like a Rush Limbaugh, right? They do they do it literally to make money. I mean, that's yeah. And, and they double down and double down. It becomes part of them. He's giving them a voice where they don't want to look at the power of their own voice. And it's so weak. That's the irony is so many of the, the, the white dominating people are weak and cowards. And I'll tell you what's well, cowardly. I think it's based on what, insecurity. What's, what's cowardly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's cowardly is you can't face your truth. Mm-hmm. That to me is more cowardly than, you know, not going uh, and fighting someone. Is you, if you can't look inside of yourself, if you're that much of a coward, you can't look at the truth or have someone expose the truth to you, then you are, you are, do, are not brave. That's all, it's all stuff that's made to look like you're brave with the uniform and everything else. And here's the other thing is these, back to the law enforcement. Did you see this picture? I, post, picture. I, I found this picture and posted it, I think, yesterday. The, and, and my caption was, cowardice and strength face-to-face. Can you see the the white guy, clenched fists, right. screaming and yelling the black woman's right. face? Yeah, and she's just sitting there taking it, centered. It's, it's misplaced it's, anger. It's misplaced and it's it's rage. It's misplaced rage. And it's based on insecurity. Right. But again, it's construct. But and that, that's that, that's why it's irrational. But because that man wasn't raised with any skills. That's part of the reason I do this show. Is let's give some skills on how you deal with it. So if he's face-to-face with her and he's screaming at her, he thinks the screaming is going to dominate her and make her acquiesce. Get in line. Get in line. Right. Yeah. I had, somebody else said this to me 
or sent me a message or something uh, and a black person. And she just said, what did we do to make you hate us? Like it was just coming from this place of just pure innocent. Why do you, why do you hate us? What did we do? Want to hear my theories? Yeah. Never talked about these. All right. This you want to stay tuned for. Okay. Should we do it another day? How long are the theories? Oh, got to do it another day. Okay. I'm going to give you my theories on the next episode. On on that question? Which Sean and I are going to do in about one minute after I hang this one up. <laughs> <laughs> on that question, be why, why do you hate us? Yeah. I'm going to get down to it. Because okay. I've been there. I'm not going to go level of hate, but yeah. I have been part of the system uh, of what one would regard as, you know, hate, distaste, fear, whatever it is. I've been part of that before. And I always had this beautiful big heart. But I did be to join groups, to fit in, even to be in my own home. Yeah. If you can't be an individual at seven years old, you don't have the capability. Right. I'm going to get to it after we get to the next one. Sean, great conversation. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, official Craig Shoemaker, and can I help you pod? Instagram, Twitter, spread the word. As a matter of fact, you'll be able to pay attention uh, to what I'll be doing with Sheriff Chris Swanson. I just got him the biggest agent in the world. Nice. And uh, helping him with his career. So he did good, and we're going to see that good expanded. We're going to make these television shows that we've been working on for seven years. I am honored to be his brother on this planet. Honored to be your brother as well, Sean. It's really cool to have these conversations and to expand awareness, expand consciousness. That's the goal. If you think it's nudie, fruity, what's what's the word? Nutty, buddy? No. (laughs) I don't know what that is. You think it's woo woo? Woo woo. uh, A bunch of jackasses uh, talking. uh, It probably means you need to listen. It probably means you might want to take a pause and go to that reaction, which is natural. Of like, right. hey, what a bunch of idiots! You know, make us go away. It, your consciousness doesn't go away. You can drink it away, drug it away, anger it away, rage it away, violent it away. It never goes yeah. away. Yeah, it's all know? about self self reflection. The mirror is the scariest thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Did you check your phone? Check your phone real quick. Speaking of self reflection, what is it? Is it porn? <laughs> All right, I, I got to go. All right, so uh, no, I just sent you, you a text. Okay, well, but I'm going to get to that after. I have to, as long as it's on the air. Can I end this show? Yeah, you can. Oh, oh, you want this on this episode or you want it on the Let's next episode? Let's just do it on this episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good God. And then I have to close. Because it's, it's, it's all, all about right, self-reflection. This is, this is Sean's text to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is the worst photo of me I've ever seen in my life. Is that what I look like? Is that what you have to look at? <laughs> Sean, this is disgusting. That might be the worst photo I've ever seen in my life with my belly sticking out. It's probably not going to be your next profile picture. Wow. What am I going to do about this? Hey, people aren't people aren't into me for my looks anyway. What the hell? Let's just show them the belly. Man, Sean, that's the worst photo I've ever seen. It you can. think you you think you're capable of ever looking that bad in your life? If I took a photo, you know, out of, wow, you know, I've been told that before. 
put your shirt down. When that belly, that that little, <laughs> that just little section of tire, it, it kept riding up. It just kept getting, it just kept it, riding up, just a little more bit I, more. More I got, and here I was doing these compassionate, passionate speeches, thoughts, and you the whole time you're going, I got to sneak a photo here. <laughs> you're a rat bastard. All right, folks, see you next time.